Hey there, listeners. This is Mac Christian here with the National Land Realty Podcast. I got a request for you, and that is to like, follow, and review this podcast. Your reviews are going to help us reach more people who are seeking information about their land. We want to provide as much value as possible for our listeners, and you're a part of that. I'm also going to be reading our reviews in future episodes, so your review just might be a star on our show. Now, thank you again for your time. Listening to shows like ours takes time, and we appreciate you spending yours with us. Now let's get to it. Welcome to episode number 16 of the National Land Realty Podcast, where we discuss all things land. Our goal here is to inform, educate, and entertain those of you who own land or are interested in the buying and selling of land throughout the United States. My name is Mac Christian, and I am the Chief Marketing Officer here at National Land Realty. I'll be your host for this episode. Now, in this episode, we'll be talking to Onyx Maps' Todd Williams. Todd is leading the effort for Onyx to get the word out on the application possibilities on private land for this app. I think most outdoorsmen are familiar with Onyx and its uses for public land hunts west of the Mississippi, but what many of you don't know is how absolutely valuable this app is for private land as well. We'll be discussing that today. Now, sit back and enjoy. All right, welcome, listeners, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to uh, to cover this next topic because I use this app quite a bit. But uh, we're talking to Onyx. Uh, we're talking to Todd Williams. Uh, he works with Onyx, and Todd, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about what you do, and uh, you know how you got involved with this with this company. And I really appreciate the opportunity to get to talk to you guys. Um, land ownership in general is near and dear to my heart. And it's a big part of why I came to Onyx was to help um, Onyx as a company begin to, to think about how we can relate to private land owners in, in the quote unquote private land states. Everybody knows that Onyx is great if you're hunting public land or for scouting public land, but there are a ton of uses on the private land side. And uh, the I've had a, um, in my career with Onyx of, worked in three different groups. I've worked on the product side, which is more um, feature-based, been able to work on the marketing side of things, helping folks uh, at Onyx learn to relate to Southern states and Southern hunters in general. And then uh, most lately, I'm getting the opportunity to work with BizDev on larger strategic partnerships. So we get to look out into the future a little bit and, and see where as a company we might want to head. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something of, of special note. I mean, you and I were just kind of talking, we were talking off live off the recording about, about sort of the, some of the functionalities <laughs> and Onyx has become sort of near and dear to my heart. Cause it it's literally saved my life probably at least three times that I can point mm. to where, where I got off base, you know, 10 miles into the back country and you're trying to make your way back. And you think that Ridge line was where you parked and, and I overhiked my truck once and, and missed the bypass. Sure. And I ended up, you know, a mile and a half down a mountain, not knowing where I needed to get back to in the first place. And then it was right. one of those, like just hiking along and I didn't think to bust out my cell phone. Like, Oh, I got on X and I, <laughs> it, it was right when I first got the system. Right. So I ended sure. up making another hike, you know, through some nasty vertical feet, but I ended up, I, I got home for dinner. So that was the, like, that's the main point, right. Of the, that's the important system. part. Right. 
And and it's the the cool capability with your system is that you can download a map and you can run it offline. So like you can be in the middle of nowhere, download your map, and you can see where you are anyways, uh, whether you're online or offline. And that's that's so huge for backcountry. But as as you know, you get acclimated to different parts of the country and how people use things. Back east, it's so much private land. It's not it's not like the western public land hunts and everything, or or the western backcountry. So people tend to, to disassociate it. And Onyx is extremely valuable in this, in, in that scenario for, for what we're going to talk about. Right. So what I wanted Absolutely. to do is kind of set that up for any public land people that, that were listening or private landowners that were not aware of what the application was. And it's, it's a, it's a backcountry app primarily, but it's been sort of built out to be usable for public for private land as well. And so, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of just walk through some of the functionalities that, that hold value um, that, that you're familiar with. And this is something that you've kind of spearheaded, which is very cool. Um, so, so talk to me a little bit about sort of what Onyx's approach is with private land and how, how you all are kind of integrating with that. Sure. Um, you know, as I'm sure most of your listeners know, um, especially in the, the non-West or private land states, uh, hunting whitetails is the, the number one game species. 60% of every dollar spent in the hunting industry period is spent on, on whitetails. And so, um, the approach that we've taken over the last three or four years is how do, how do we address needs for hunters that are, that are pursuing whitetails, um, along with individual features for waterfowl or for, um, other game species in this part of the world upland for instance but um but the biggest thing has been trying to to build in features that are that are usable and applicable for hunting whitetails and then obviously that transfers over to land ownership um in many cases in the rec land space yeah yeah so in, in some of the features that, that i found very very usable are like the waypoint markers where you can identify a marker and then you can give an attribution to it like this is what this is where i saw a water source but it's not on the map or this is a good food plot things like that and then you, not only can you mark it with a gps coordinates but you can share it with a friend so they can integrate it with their map so if you're doing a joint hunt you can kind of coordinate your efforts um What's that look like in terms of, of, you know, for private land where somebody might be marking, you know, their, their tree stand or their own food? Mm -hmm. What's sort of like sure. the, the biggest parts of that? Yeah. They, um, with, with, from a feature standpoint, um, for private land owners, one of the things that we see as being key is the way that a, a property gets set up. So back in the day, uh, whether you hunted in a camp or a lease, everybody stood around the, the map on a wall. To, and still do today uh, to determine, you know, what stands are where, uh, how do you access those stands? Is there, there any part of a piece of property that, that maybe doesn't need to be accessed or needs to be accessed from a particular way? And those, those same types of, um, that same type of thinking transfers over into the private land owner space as you actually begin to set up those properties. Um, and so obviously within the app, you've got um, public and private landowner boundaries. And so for an individual landowner, you're looking at your individual um, boundaries. Um, we talk about it from a public land standpoint oftentimes, but 
But what we have found is that private landowners um, oftentimes are just as interested, of course, in their boundaries, because rather than hunting a large piece of public, you're hunting a, a specific geographic area, typically with multiple landowners, and you still have the same need, which is I need to make sure that um, what part is my place and what part is somebody else's, where should I be, where should I not be? And that's just the, the very beginning of that. And then, you know, from that point with Onyx, you've got... Um, the ability to always like to start with a tracking feature, which sometimes is what gets mentioned last, but you can literally get on an ATV or side by side, or you can walk it and, and track each road or trail that's on your property, which will show you access into to each area or where you don't have and maybe need access, you know, from that point, um, you can begin to, to drop waypoints for stand locations, uh, marking areas where existing food plots maybe are. If you're, if you're purchasing a property that's had some development, a brand new piece of ground you think may be great places for food plots using our area shape tool. Um, the, uh, once you begin to, to kind of put those, those pieces in place, you begin to see your map come alive in a way that that helps you interact with your property in a much more intimate way than just kind of a, a blank scale aerial map, for instance. Yeah. So when you're using the tracking feature, can you share previous pathways with it, with it, with another person? You absolutely can. Um, you can share an individual track to a stand. So if you're, if you're a landowner who's gracious enough to share your place or you've got family that's coming and you want to be able to tell them how to be able to get to and from a particular area, you can share the track. You can share the waypoint. Um, the, the newest and greatest feature for Monax is um, literally and is literally built specifically for landowners, intentionally for landowners or other uses. But if you can click on the boundary of your individual property and literally share that property. And by selecting the contents inside of that, you can choose to share or not to share each individual point. Uh, so if you've got, um, if you want to share, you know, roads, for instance, you can just share roads. You, if you want to share particular stand locations, if you want to share camera locations, because you've got, you know, your buddies helping you on your property and he's got time to go run check cameras for you. And you want to show them how to get to those spots. You can do that as well. So it's, it's a pretty neat feature. Um, like I said, it's built specifically for, for landowners or with them in mind to be able to, to share basically at the click of a button. Right. And by being able to select that kind of thing, you can, you can lead somebody to a tree stand and have them hunt your land, but you're not giving away your honey hole. You can hide that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Absolutely. I like that feature. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works great. If you're in a club setting or a lease setting, or if you're um, even on public land, you get to, to make the choice about how open you want to be with your secret sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've, I've always used the tracking feature. I mean, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a don't get lost feature. So like if I'm hiking somewhere, I'll just track myself in and be like, Oh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll hike back out and the trails will look similar. And you can be like, Oh, I, I'm like a hundred feet above that other trail. Right, um, exactly. you know, it's, it's easy to happen. Um, but, the, but the other big one is to be able to go back and show all your friends how dumb you are. Cause you hike 10 miles because <laughs> <laughs> it'll track the distance on there. It's pretty fun. You, you can kind of like track your cardio through that. Right. Um, right, it's a little conversation piece. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can compare your war wounds. Um, but no, like the, the applicability of being able to like have somebody check your game cams or show them 
the safe way to get to the tree stand without anybody walking off a ledge or something like that or getting stuck mm. in a swamp. Um, that that becomes very, very valuable, especially if you're hunting with friends that haven't been to the property before. And if you're setting up a hunt where you don't have time to like run through all the trails with them, hike them in, hike them out, disturb the animals. If right. you execute a hunt and you want to show them in, like just sneak in, buddy, here's the way. Um, or if you're not there, those those become very, very valuable. But um, right. tell me a little bit about the trace feature. I, I'm curious about that one just because I'm not as aware of that. We were going through the question. There was a trace feature for herbicide applications. Your trace feature, if you want to like by hand draw in or if you want to use a line distance tool, you can, you can operate it. Um, a herbicide application from that mm. perspective. Like if you know, and you can measure out distances using your line distance tool, and then either the trace feature could be used for that purpose. I would probably use the line distance tool and save each of those lines. So you know exactly your distance between lines across okay. a given okay. field or food plot. And then um, that that will help you both in, in distance um, and in spacing as you're, potentially going across for a herbicide application. You see the same thing. Um, folks will use that uh, particular feature if they're seeding a large food plot yeah. um, to make sure that you get good coverage with your seed distribution. It works in the same way. So, so basically you can use the app and measure the approximate distance of your food plot. That way you purchase the right amount of seed when you go to build it out. And so you know what kind of area you're covering exactly. So you don't have to go up there with surveying equipment and like figure out how big of an area it is, right? That's exactly right. And if you're a landowner today, it may matter more now than it ever has when you consider the cost of seed, but especially fertilizer costs that have doubled and tripled. Uh, it just in the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, um, you can more than pay for the app on just a decent sized property with a few acres of food plots with the potential savings uh, and making sure that you don't over order as far as your seed and fertilizer and potentially lime applications go. Yeah, that's super handy. Um, and, and even, and, and so as far as like marking different places, like it's, there's really just one feature, right? Like you just, hit, you, you put the waypoint on there and then you can describe the waypoint with whatever you want. It can be a hazard. It can be, you know, a tree stand, it could be, you know, I saw deer here, you know, that kind of a thing. And you just get to describe what it is. And then you can see all the waypoints by their title on there and come up with your own kind of scheme to do that. It doesn't have to be a designated thing. There's not like a, there's not like a tree stand marker, you know, like it's, it's all just waypoint markers. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, well we actually, you've got waypoint markers and then they're actually customizable. You've got oh, a number okay. of, um, like I would say probably 40 different customizable waypoints. So you could choose um, an icon on the way, choose the, the waypoint that has an icon that may look like a buck rub. It may look like a ladder stand or a tower stand. It may um, be a, a scrape. If you're turkey hunting, there'll be, there's a gobbler waypoint or a hen waypoint. And then, so there's, we could go on with that, that list for a long time. The, um, at the end of the day, the opportunity there is you can color code those. So if you're, if you want all of your stand pins, so no matter the type of stand, but if you want all of your, your actual stand locations to be yellow so that they pop on a map, which is what I choose to do with mine. Um, you've got all those in yellow. You may have uh, gates in red and we've got an icon on a waypoint for a gate. If you've got, um, uh, if you want to 
wanted to, to mark your, your water points as a, a blue waypoint that gives you the option there. So there's a ton of um, variability that you can, can put into that. The truth of the matter is most people just do just what you said. They drop a waypoint and it's a red X. Yeah. And the opportunity there is just to move in from that point. And you can actually leave notes inside the waypoint. That's so that's, it, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. The descriptions in there. That's my favorite part. Yep. I didn't know about the customization with the, yeah. the actual like buttons and everything. So okay, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to get off this, this interview <laughs> and I'm going to go through my, my Onyx app because hunting season is here. So <laughs> that's it. You can truly customize a property so that when you share that property, it's very clear to whomever it is that you're sharing it with exactly what the waypoints are, what they mean, basically at a glance, um, if, if it's organized well, without them even having to click on any waypoints to go in to see see notes but the, the beautiful thing about the notes too is like if you've got folks that are working on your place so many landowners today you know it's one thing to be able to have the um, opportunity to go buy a couple hundred acres it's another thing to keep that piece of property up and so when you've got um, family or friends that are, are helping you manage a property you want to be able to, to communicate with them things that need to be done you're able to share pins with notes inside of them saying you know this stand uh, I shared with you, you know, three waypoints and each of those waypoints represents a stand and th what limbs need to be cleaned, what shooting lanes need to be cleaned out. If it's, uh, if you're sharing a waypoint that you've put on a food plot, um, what work has been done to prepare that food plot for the, the coming season, just a really, really simple way to communicate back and forth about what's been done on the property. You know, it, and I, and I have to, I have to back that up as far as the simplicity of it, because it, it, it sounds complex, right? Like we're putting waypoints there and you're measuring distances and stuff like that. It can sound complex. Right. This thing, it's so simple to use because you just touch the screen, you can drop a waypoint and it's like there and you just, the notes pop up immediately. That's and, right. You know, it's like, I've got my, my father-in-law is not the world's most tech savvy person. And I got him introduced to Onyx. And mm -hmm. like, once we got him registered, before I knew it, like I'm getting all these text messages links to like waypoints, like, cause he, he lives right. in the area where I hunt. So he'll scout it out first. Mm. And it's like, nice. I saw this here. And I saw that. And I was like, Oh, geez, you don't have my hunt for me. Like this is not right. <laughs> yeah. Super helpful. And, you and know, run that. Well, and so what I want to touch base on too mm -hmm. is, and, and you know, this, this has saved my bacon. I don't know how many times, but the, you mentioned the boundaries, but let's say you, you have, you know, you don't get a good kill shot in a bunch mm -hmm. of Austin to the neighbor's property. Absolutely. Um, you can find the property owner's name, the the holding company that owns it, and you can contact them to get onto the land. And it, like, right. just talk to me about the applicability of that. Cause it's so cool. Well, each, each parcel, uh, whether it's public or privately owned, once you're a paid subscriber to Onyx, you get, um, whether you choose one state option or the 50 state option, um, you get the opportunity to see the, the owner's name. So be it state, federal, or private. Um, and then also whatever the, the associated mailing address is for those properties in a landowner situation. It's a great tool, especially if you're evaluating a property to begin with and you're, you're kind of wanting to see what's around a given parcel. So if, if you're, a, um, if you're buying a smaller piece of ground, then, you know, oftentimes folks want to see if they have larger neighbors beside them. Um, to, that was something that's going to increase the huntability of your piece of ground. 
just because of the potential lack of pressure. If you're buying um, a larger piece of ground and you want to see how many neighbors you actually have or how to make when decisions about how easy or difficult it might be to manage a place. Um, and then there's also uh, for folks that work with um, have worked through what used to be QDMA now NDA National Deer Alliance. One of the things that they work really hard on from a management perspective is cooperatives. Uh, so we, as a landowner in the past, if there's not a house on a piece of ground, you've got to go to the county, dig up whatever the name is on that piece of property, and then try to, to find them. And it, it is a, a long and tiresome process when you want to, to kind of see what framework your neighbors are on. And uh, a much easier way to build that cooperative is to have all of those landowner names right there on the, the map, whether it's on your web map, which is your computer, or whether it's on your phone, uh, to be able to start the process of connecting with those landowners ahead of time. Um, it's, you know, one thing on, on public, if you're hunting new ground, um, you you don't necessarily know where you're going to take a shot and you don't really know ahead of time which landowner you're going to need. So it's super helpful in that situation. But from a private land standpoint, uh, you know who your neighbors are, generally speaking, and having that information there helps not just in tracking or trailing a deer, but also in the management of, of game if you're able to find some like-minded neighbors. Yeah. And that's such a big deal. Um, I've, I've talked fairly extensively with uh, Dr. Grant Woods that he, he does growing deer TV. And, and the one thing that was really poignant that he brought up is in talking about how to develop land that will bring in wild game. The key that he jumps on is it doesn't matter what you do. It matters what your neighbors do. Like if your neighbor's right. land is garbage, you're never going to bring in any animals because they're not right. going to the neighbor's land to get to your land in the first place. Or, or if they're out managing you, it's going to be hard to pull that game off unless you manage accordingly. And so that co-op situation, I mean, the, the level of value that Onyx can bring to the table as far as contacting nearby landowners and being like, all right, so how are you managing your land? And finding right. out ahead of time and, and, you know, to where you can, you can establish your land the way that you want to, to bring in the animals that you want. It doesn't do any good if your neighbors aren't. <laughs> That's right. We got to meet a, a great uh, example of a person who's he's done that recently in northern Missouri. Um, when he bought, he bought a, a 250-acre parcel. It's a great parcel, but he was surrounded by folks anywhere from, from 50 to 300 acres. And the very first thing he did before he implemented any management strategies is had a fish fry and invited his neighbors. And the opportunity to to do that more quickly with an app like Onyx pays big dividends down the road. He, well, I from personal experience, we we were mule deer hunting in Idaho and mm -hmm. had one take a run on us and tracked it for about a mile and saw that it dropped. And I'm looking at Onyx and and here it is inside of a private parcel, but it's a, it's a it's an island parcel. It's in the middle of private land, mm -hmm. and you can't tell who the, the you there would be no way to figure out who owned it, but I could right. see on there. And, and I happened to know that it was kind of a curmudgeon rancher, you know? So I was like, Oh <laughs> crap, like, what do I do? But now I had the guy's name and I know, right. I know where the, the primary ranch was. So we went into town and bought a pie and ran it out there. There you go. Okay. Uh, can I go get a deer? <laughs> and it it, it makes out. a difference. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's so, right. um, you know, those, those kind of things end up being a big deal as far as, uh, you know, you have game, maybe you don't know your neighbor very well and mm -hmm. you need to get a hold of them. 
otherwise there would be no way to know who to get unless you like knock on another neighbor's door and ask who owns the piece of land next door you know those kind of things would be off limits like you said go track it down with 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 registrations at the state right and then that's right. not a game anybody wants to play that's um, right. tell me about like you know sharing maps with you know if you have a subcontractor mm-hmm. forester as well like if you want to sure. have somebody check out your tree stand um that has uses as well on private land right absolutely um i mean a big part of the reason obviously that um investors buy pieces of ground is for the return on their investment and timber is oftentimes a large part of those returns and so um if you're also uh, a game manager and you care about wildlife on your place there there are certain ways that you want to go about managing timber so if you again if you took a, a you know, a 200 acre block, you may decide that you want a certain percentage of that in, in cutover for really thick bedding. You may have a, a portion of that piece of property that you want to have in a select cut um, so that you're opening up the uh, understory to a little more sunlight and allowing the crown of those existing trees to spread out and produce more acorns for you. You may have, um, as a part of that process, you may need to build bulldoze uh, fire lanes in particular areas so that, because you want to apply prescribed fire at Uh, different times of the year or over a period of years to a given property. All of those things can very easily be drawn out on the map and communicated. Whereas in the past, many times it was a a conversation that happened over the hood of a truck and a a forester or a contractor who's doing bulldozer work. It's like, yes, sir, I understand exactly what you want. And you you come back three days later and you got the opposite of what you wanted. Well, (laughs) there's not a lot of opportunity to do much about it. Um, especially on a, on a timber cut, if you're back a week later and you know, they've whacked 50 acres that you didn't want them to cut, um, or if they've, you know, ended up, um, in a, you know, a cutover situation where you wanted uh, closed canopy hardwoods instead, there's no going back and fixing that, at least for the next, you know, 60 or 70 years. And, right. and OnX provides a, a very clear way to communicate what your expectations are that's that's inarguable um, when it comes down to the potential for, for people to maybe hear things differently. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you, you can just go out turn on tracking and walk a line and be like, I want a road here and just exactly give them the exact GPS coordinates of like, I want to follow this Ridge with a road. I don't want any deviations and I don't want to send the road on any unexpected corners. It's going to follow this Ridge line. And I walked it and here you go. Yep, absolutely. And you know, the thing about it is there are limitations with our current GPS and phones. Um, and so as a, just one small word of caution, it's good um for fairly specific directions but if you if you care if he's on the left side of a ridge or the right side of a ridge it's still good to go and and walk that um with the whoever's going to do your work for you as a part of that process we yeah. can get you really close but if you want one particular oak tree left because it's a great acorn producer and you don't want that one bulldozer you don't want it cut definitely take the time to, to right. go ensure that everybody's on the same page anything short of like gps marking the tree is going to be <laughs> gonna <laughs> that's be, right and, and even then right there's still opportunity even then yeah that's right yeah. we're 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 typically good with the satellites that are out there, not because of our app, but because this is just the technology that exists within our phones to put you within 10 or 15 feet. But you can put a lot of hardwood inside a a 15 foot circle, uh, just depending on 
on what folks are looking at. Right. And, and something that got brought to my attention too, was, was even the distance and establishment of shooting lanes on, on mm-hmm. private land where again, being able to share with somebody like, okay, you're clear here up to a hundred yards. Like, you, you know, that's your shooting lane and you can establish who's shooting where, and you can even lay that out. Like a lot of people nowadays are e-scouting, you know, meaning sure. going online and looking at Google maps and trying to figure out which, which ridge line you're going to hike. Onyx becomes sort of that tool instead of Google. Right. And you right. can establish the distance between two points down to a couple feet and just tell somebody like, okay, you're, your shooting lane is downhill up to 200 yards or, or what, however you want to set it up. And then you can establish somebody at another point and show them where that shooting lane is. And then they can get an overhead view of it, which is pretty handy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the big, a big thing with, with landowner um, situations is you're typically going to establish stand locations, right? And you're going to develop the property around each of those individual stands. And part of that is going to be shooting lanes. Um, and so you don't want to, you don't want to set up, especially if you're in, in flatter country, you don't want to set up, um, you know, shooting lanes, two box stands in a given hundred acre field that, you know, you might be uh, allowing to grow up in oil field management. So the stands aren't actually, the box stands aren't actually visible to one another, but, but you've made the mistake of uh, potentially putting direct shooting lines from one stand to the other um, unintentionally, of course, but it's, it's easy to happen when you, you think you're in one exact spot and you may be, and you may not be. And so as you develop those stand locations over a given property, it's great to have, um, I guess my phrase for is to have your property in the palm of your hand. So you know um, exactly where you're, you're setting up those stand locations. Um, most landowners, not all, but most, once you begin to set up that stand location, you've begun to build food plots or you've begun to build large shooting lanes. It takes a ton of work to get a stand right. And, and by the time you get it right, you certainly don't want to have to move it and do all that work over again. Have, have you all trademarked that in your marketing messaging yet? Cause if you haven't, I'm going to go do it tonight uh, to, to have your property in the palm of your hand. <laughs> It's, it's a phrase that gets bandied about, but, um, I, I'm not sure if they started the, the trademark on that yet. Ooh, they well, I'm going to do that. Y'all are going to pay me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. So, so what other, what other uses when you're talking to, to landowners or when you're sort of when you're educating, cause, cause Onyx comes from Montana, right? So it's a West coast company. Right. When, when sure. you're sort of cluing them into landowner. Wait, 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 maybe not West coast. Maybe we should say Western, Western, <laughs> West of the Mississippi. We'll say, let's go Rockies. There is a difference. There is a difference. We'll okay. say Rockies. Sounds good. Uh, so, so when you're in right. West of the Mississippi, we'll go with that. So there you go. when, when you're sort of like talking to them about sort of East coast landowners, down South landowners, yep. um, or when you're talking to landowners, what other uses do you, do you kind of talk through with them to sort of like build an understanding of usability? Sure, absolutely. I basically um, have begun to take two approaches to the way that we talk about land inside the app. And the first is um, from a real estate perspective, you've got a pre-purchase position, meaning um, the person has... Um, you know, identified the fact that they want to buy land. They've begun the process of searching for properties. Um, and that was a tremendously time consuming process on both sides, right? For the realtor and for the landowner, because 
The realtor's got an idea of what he thinks the landowner wants. The landowner thinks he's communicated to the realtor what he actually wants. And the fact of the matter is you don't know until you get out there on the ground and like, oh, well, no, I didn't mean this type of cover. I meant this type of cover. I didn't mean these. When I say small landowner, I mean, I don't want any landowners less than 200 acres. Um, we have been able to change that process with the app with um, full aerial and topography in our hybrid maps which are really easy press of a button kinds of things to pull up both at the same time. You can literally look and see how a piece of ground lays before you ever step foot on it. You can see the size of the landowners that surround your piece of property. You can see whether you've got ag close to you, whether it's all timber stand, what, what type of timber it might be. Um, we have layers that will tell you whether it's deciduous or coniferous um, and even down to potential tree types on your place and on others. And so we're, we're in the process of continuing to um, help landowners and realtors be more efficient in their uh, search and in their communication. The other side of that is, you know, once you've bought a piece of ground, now what do I do with it? How do I set it up? Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of good habitat management um, out there. Um, the, uh, from the perspective of, of how many acres or what percentage of my property do I need to have in certain habitat types, we talked about that a little bit, you know, what percentage do I need in really thick bedding? What percentage do I need in sort of a, a mid situation where I've got some good understory uh, food, but also maybe summertime bedding. Uh, do I, do I want a certain percentage in closed canopy open understory for summertime airflow for animals? Um, all of those things can be designed out, out of a, a particular piece of property. So whether you're buying brand new cutover that's super fresh and you want to build this property over the next 30 or 40 years and, and you want to design what things you want and what places, or if you're buying completely closed canopy pines and hardwoods, and you, you know that you need to take out some of that um, both from an investment standpoint and for the wildlife, uh, you can use the the tools that are inside the map to design that piece of property. Um, here's another one. If you want to want to trademark this, it's design the X as opposed to find the X uh, <laughs> public land. You're, you're trying to find the X, like wh where are the animals going to be? I can't go in there on public land and cut a bunch of timber off of it uh, to create a, a food plot. That's three acres inside of a closed canopy forest to be able to draw animals to me. Um, but on private land, you do have that opportunity. And so you want to make sure that you position those food plots and openings where you want them uh, so that you can design the X. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say that the, the hybrid map with the topo that you guys run out of that is, is very, very useful because sometimes when you're looking at an aerial view, something can be obscured from the aerial view. And I've had it happen several times where it's like, it looks good and we're thinking of hiking it. And then it's like, what, what are we hunting? Billy goes like, that is a cliff. Like, that's, <laughs> that is not going to work out for anybody. That's right. So you see right. the lines another, get really close another, together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you see the lines get tight, it's, it's time to, to pay attention to what you're doing, especially if you happen to be walking in low light conditions. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, low light's a big one. Right. The, uh, another thing that's super helpful. So whether you're, you're out hunting big pieces of, um, of public or if you're hunting smaller private parcels, um, knowing how animals are going to move across your property is, is hugely a function of topography and, and being able to, to see, um, smaller 
land features that are going to cause animals to move in a certain way is is super helpful. So you can design a lot of that um, with vegetation, but but you you want to do those things typically in concert with how the land already lays in a in a particular area. Um, another feature that we have um, built to help with that is our three D mapping, so that you can you can mm-hmm. take a piece of property, turn on three D, and um, and be able to see elevation much like you were actually there. Now, when we when we first built that, it was built for our Western hunters, and it and so the the lower or slighter elevation changes in many parts, not all, but many parts of the Midwest and the the South and East. It was a little hard to tell from 3D what you were what you were looking at, but we've recently built um, an enhancement tool that allows you to be able to see shading, um, oh, and that wow. shading helps you understand depth. and And so, to be able to use those features together when you're looking at hill shading along with uh, 3D is is a game changer as far as especially um, when, when there's less relief or less elevation on a given property. Yeah, I was going to say that that sort of takes a lot of the, you know, when if you have a new piece of land and you're trying to figure out like where to put game cams, where to put mm-hmm. them like that, you're not going to know the animal pathways like you can scout game trails. But, you know, right. everybody's seen like one of those drunken deer game trails that doesn't actually go to the <laughs> you know? like, so, so That's right. You you have to find out where the animals actually are, and if you have the topo to go off of, you really make your process more efficient, right? Like you go, That's right. you know what? Nothing's walking through here that I want to chase down, so you know I can I can go at it and and put my game cam somewhere else that I think it is like the better pathway to water or something like that. Right, absolutely. And then along those lines, like when you're when you're looking um, for those kinds of features, the difference in using our web map versus using the phone um is a is another game changer um they're not not every um app out there actually has web map and for us um our web map is what we're talking about being able to look at look at your property on a larger screen so whether that be a laptop desktop or or if you're casting even to a, a large screen or monitor tv size um it's a neat opportunity to be able to see elevation to be able to see um aerial to be able to see if you've already begun to set up a property roads and trails and food plots at a larger scale it really helps you to understand um more about the layout of your property and your neighbors again going back to that that piece of it um animals unless you're you know in in texas and high fence the animals are going to travel over more than just our individual properties and so knowing you know what what's on your neighbor properties can be really helpful is his food plot bigger than mine <laughs> how close Very is his food so. plot yeah. to my property line <laughs> and that's and that's, um, and that's one of the big things yeah. to consider too is like on you spoke to to the fact that you want to understand your your neighbor's you know plan as far as how they're managing wild game mm-hmm. but the other part is that competitive side where sure. If I want, if I want a big buck on my land and my neighbor's got a huge food plot, I've got to outmanage him to get the right team right. to come into my plot and, and not settle down for a vacation at my neighbor's house. That's right. Exactly. Or if you're looking and, and everybody's got closed canopy, because for whatever reason, they've not had any, any timber harvest done to come in on the, on the center of your place or in a protected area of your place and have a, a 10 or, or 20 or 30 acre clear cut 
made um that's going to be a sanctuary zone and you're gonna you will pull the the most dominant bucks in your area to your place within you know 12 to 24 months time because they're going to seek out those kinds of of heavy cover areas and then where do we put our our food sources based on primary wind directions it's another thing we hadn't talked about a lot but our um within the app you actually on each of those waypoints that you drop you have the opportunity to set um your favorite wind directions for hunting and for access to those stands so literally when you click on the waypoint it will ask you if you'd like to set your optimal wind you literally click on set optimal wind and another little simple screen pops up and it's a touch screen and it'll it's basically a compass rose if your best winds are you know northeast north and northwest both for for entrance and to sit that stand because you're um your bedding cover is is further north of you you've got a food plot between you and your bedding cover and so you're actually able to to walk into that without you know your scent interrupting them um the cool thing about that is not just being able to set which is the best wind to refer back to but also uh, there's a little what we call a pill that sits just above your waypoint once you set wind direction so when i pull up my app on my property and i've got you know, a dozen stands on my property, I immediately know by the coloration of that little little pill or little button above the waypoint, whether or not I have said that stand is good for the wind that's blowing because it's connected to the, um, the weather that we already have inside the app. And so it will show you green if that stand is good for you today and three of your 12 stands are good to hunt based on the wind direction you've pre-selected, you know it as soon as you open the app. You also know if they're red, stay away from them. And and I'm guessing with that as well, you can even plot out like not necessarily major weather patterns, but minor ones too, like where you have like that that breathing effect you get in canyons, right? Where like mm-hmm. this ground heats up, you get a breeze that shoots right. up, you know, th- that kind of thing. And you can label it down and put a note in there for time of day. Sure. Like, don't walk in here afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. The, uh, and that's, that's the notes that you can leave for yourself inside of that waypoint. So if you go in and scout a particular area and, uh, as most of us tend to learn by, by hard luck, um, and you get busted, then you make sure before you leave to drop a note inside that waypoint that, you know, this is the correct wind direction in the morning, or this yeah, is the correct yeah. wind direction in the afternoon. Sure. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah. Anything else that you want to drop as far as, you know, education on, on private land use for this app? Cause I mean, I, I think it's pretty self-apparent. I mean, it's very, very useful. Um, but, but as far as like how, how it can be utilized and, and we are focusing on, on private land again, because I feel like sure. a lot of the public land owners are pretty aware. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those like the private land usage is really where, where it can be definitely grown um, to an audience. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that um, the biggest thing, um, the the biggest benefit of, of the app is in a habitat management standpoint, along with the organization of your property for safe hunts. Um, most of us don't hunt alone, even even if we're landowners and we spend a bunch of money on a piece of ground. We want to enjoy that with family and friends. Um, and Onyx allows you the opportunity to be able to organize your property in a way that's going to help you have not just a successful hunt, but also a safe hunt uh, from a land manager standpoint, because most landowners are land managers at some level. Um, it helps you to organize the process of, of developing your property into a, a premium premium place to hunt. 
Absolutely. Well, hey, Todd, I really appreciate your uh, your time here. Um, you know, it's it, it's good to talk to somebody that has the the knowledge base that you have combined with the with the features that are in this app to to speak to it because it's really. I mean, that's one of the things I'm very, very ignorant of is, is as far as like usability and private land, it's like, I can see it and I can see the applicability, but like you've actually gone through it and used it. So, um, I, I appreciate you, your time and, and, and the knowledge that you have, man. And greatly appreciate you having me on and let me talk a little bit. I'll put in one quick plug for our elite yes, program. We have two levels. Um, our premium and our elite and inside of the elite program. One of the things that's neatest about that is, um, the experiential side of elite, but we offer, uh, connectivity with lots of brands and that, that might get you, um, more like a concierge kind of, uh, an opportunity with a, with a company like, uh, first light to be able to call them and have them walk you through the pieces of, of, um, camo that you need to have a, a more successful year all the way down to, to 20% off of, of Primo's products. If you're looking for, for grunt calls or blinds to put on your okay. piece of property, or if you're looking um, for, we have uh, connections with folks like Lone Wolf, which is just you know premium stand, great stand for public and for private hunters. Uh, there's some benefits there. And so literally you can, you can join our elite. Typically you can find a 20% off, um, coupon if you do just a little bit of searching out there online and uh that remaining um 80 bucks that you spend normally within one or two purchases most of us can get that money back so elite is a great great way to go and that gives you access to all 50 states as well if you if you do travel hunt okay well and before we go i i did want to ask you one quick question so you have the hunting app and that's the kind of one that everyone's familiar with mm-hmm. you started in the atv division as well right you're that's correct um onyx off-road uh, we've leveraged our maps and the information there and added a ton of rich content as far as trails and roads are concerned to help folks that are hunting uh, public land or or uh there's some benefit there. Um, but primarily if you want to use motorized off-road vehicles to be able to, to off-road, um, overland or long distance, uh, there's a ton of value inside Onyx off-road. There's also Onyx backcountry, um, for campers and hikers. And so th- there's a lot of information in there that uh, wouldn't be identified in, uh, necessarily in the hunt or off-road app that's specific to folks that want to pursue non-motorized hiking and or camping. Uh, so there's three different options for folks that, that each give you a, a different flavor of how to look at um, aerial and topography. I wasn't aware of the backcountry one. That's really interesting, especially considering people that are like, you know, if you want to hike the Appalachian Trail or something like That's that, right. you can log everything on there where it's not necessarily a hunt, but you can you can find your way around and find waypoints just by using that app. Absolutely. Ton of opportunity for, for knowing where to enter and exit trails. Um, if they're, if it's, you know, something like the Appalachians, if it's, uh, uh, you're looking for uh, particular amenities within a given area when you are, uh, your outdoor activities are more along the lines of backpacking, non-motorized hiking. Um, the, um, there's, a there's a ton of rich content inside the app to help make each of your outdoor experiences much more rich and successful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate it. I was very, very excited to speak with you about about this app. So thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it, Mike. It was good to talk with you. 
This concludes episode number 16 for the National Land Realty Podcast, discussing OnX and its possible uses on private land with Todd Williams of OnX. You can learn more about land ownership and the buying and selling of land at nationalland.com. Hey there, listeners. This is Mac Christian again. Uh, You thought you were getting away from me. Uh, No, I just wanted to throw a little bit of a PS on this podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and review us on this podcast. Uh, It really does help people find us, helps people find our information, and helps us provide value to more people. Also, in that time that you should be uh, working and you're listening to podcasts on your headphones, be sure to check out Land Tour 360 at nationalland.com. Like we've said before, it's really amazing technology. You can see some really cool things on there. Everybody have a great one and thank you again for listening.